Welcome to the Upper Class Podcast. Three, two, one. background it's just last week's podcast okay <laughs> this is episode 13 and i am your host bryant and please shut that door <laughs> i'm joined here with connor yeah frequent flyer connor king that's right the kingly kings yeah yeah connor introduce yourself for those who don't know you my name is connor king and I go to McMinnville High School, and I play the drums, and I drive a car, and that's about all you need to know about me. That's right. Very personal, private, good. I like that. Should be your bio on Instagram. My bio on Instagram is just emojis. That's really? It. Yeah. Dude, that's powerful because pictures are a thousand words. Mm-hmm. Man, cool. I'm also joined with Kyler. Kyler. Hello. Introduce yourself. I'm Kyler. I don't go to McMinnville High School because I graduated. So, ha, Connor. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and um, a little bit about me. I <laughs> am really into rock climbing. Yeah, I like rock climbing a lot. And I can't wait to compete in a rock climbing competition in February. Dang, dude. Yeah. You better start hitting the mountains. Bro. I know, because I haven't rock climbed in, <laughs> in a very, very long time, but I know I like it. Yeah. And then you might have heard we're joined with a new guest today for the first time ever. Evan, say hello to the Hello, people. everyone. Yeah, that's great. Evan, I've got a couple questions for you okay. that I'm making okay. up on the spot as we speak, because I don't, I didn't think about what I was going to ask beforehand. Evan, why don't you introduce yourself? First, before I ask you some okay. questions, yeah. I like to play hacky sack, and uh, honestly, that's that's the mainly significant thing. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I also drive a car, believe oh. it or not. Okay. Coincidentally, <laughs> and I'm also graduated. Wonderful. Yeah. Are you gonna go pro? Um, you know, it's hard to say. I don't think that people who do go pro, even though they're successful there, I don't think that they're very successful <laughs> in other things. Okay. <laughs> So maybe it'll be like a pro hobby. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll figure some. I'll figure out some way is, to monetize it. Is there competitions? It. Yeah. Okay, you yeah. got to do it, man. You got to yeah. do it. What's the best hack you've ever sacked? Oh man, I have no idea. It's, <laughs> it's a hard thing to quantify. It's really like uh, in yeah. the moment. It's pretty magical though. Yeah. For anyone curious. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're we're definite proponents of uh, hacky sacking at upper class. So yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. Well, Evan, I think that's actually, I'm not going to ask you any questions. I think that's everything that anyone needs to know about you. I'm just going to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you that intro you just heard was made by our very own Ryan Canfield. Thank you, Ryan. And uh, we're all together in the Calvary Max studios. It's fun. There's lots of padded walls, and we're all wearing straight jackets, and we're all screaming and laughing. But, yeah, it's been been good <laughs> in case you're wondering why a youth group has a podcast well 
for those who've been living under a rock. Youth group got canceled back in March because of coronavirus. The government shut us down. And so we decided to do a podcast to try to keep everyone connected. So what you want to do is you want to listen to this show and then talk about the questions at the end with someone. That's how we're going to stay connected through this time with no in-person youth group. Sound good, guys? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. All these cool people are saying <laughs> you should do it. And if the cool kids do it, you got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Pressure. Become peer, a victim. Peer pressure for good cause. We got something there. I think write that down. Uh, <laughs> you can find this podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, but not Google because right. Google Play sucks. It does. And they do not make it easy to upload podcasts <laughs> onto them. But they, we got the other ones down, and that's all you need. Just go ahead and buy Spotify if you haven't already. You will not regret it. That's all I got to say. We're not endorsed. We're not endorsed by Spotify. I just legit think that it's the best. Except I listen to podcasts on Stitcher, so I don't know why I'm saying any of that. <laughs> That's the music on Spotify, though. Anyway, we're officially in phase two in Yamhill County. Do you know what that means? We can have church on yes. Sunday. So that's, oh, when this airs, it'll have been this morning that the first in-person church service happened, June 14th. Isn't it weird how we're speaking to the future? Yeah. It's future like, me. Hey, future me. How's it going? How was church? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed church, future me. <laughs> wow. It's getting weird. It it can. It can really trip you up if you think about it too much. So we really shouldn't think about it too much. Yeah. Let's just keep moving on. In that, <laughs> I wanted to announce the official date that we're going to begin meeting at the church again on Sunday nights for upper class youth group, and that's July 5th. July 5th is a Sunday night. So at 7 o'clock show up and basically it's not going to be normal youth group until we get that room finished um there's still quite a bit to be done those carpets man we not talked about up. the carpets last week but they're starting <clears throat> to become a pain shall i say uh we want to get those things out of there but come and hang out with us it's it's going to be mostly fun hanging out but there's projects to do and we want to get that room ready for fall check out our instagram that's Calvary Mac underscore upper class to, you know, keep updated on everything that's going on. And, and if you want to come hang out at the church, like you're bored during the week, I'm here a lot. Just like shoot the Instagram, a DM, and then, you know, you can come and hang out and help do stuff. That'd be cool too. Mm. Sweet. Well, I want to ask you guys as the co-hosts, March was when things started shutting down. It's been a long time now. How are you doing? What have you been up to? Lots of TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I concur. What's your favorite show? I started Avatar, The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah. Good. Good. It's a quality it's show. Yeah. It's good. But, like, my brothers will make fun of me whenever they see me watching it. They're like, you're watching anime. And I'm just like, okay. No, I'm I, watching a cartoon. <laughs> it's Nickelodeon. <laughs> Shut up. But, yeah. Hey, wait. Are you saying anime is bad or are you saying your an your brothers think anime is my bad? My brothers think anime is bad. Okay. And okay. I think anime is bad. <laughs> oh, you're gonna offend Kyler and Evan. I, Evan's a huge anime guy. Hey, look, I I did watch Avatar. <laughs> yeah, but that's about it. <laughs> uh, I I've watched a couple actually. It's back, enjoyable. Back in the day, yeah. And uh, Avatar was a good one. Yeah, I like that yeah. show. Uh, so that's been cool. What else you guys been up to? Camping. Camping. Yeah, oh, man, that's nice. Especially like this past month. And I don't know, Sunday, I'm probably going to be camping, but I'm hoping I can make it to church. Yeah. But yeah, I've been camping a lot. Sweet. I've also been camping. Oh. Um, 
Oh my. A lot of campers. Yeah. I haven't been camping. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can start now. Yeah, I could. Yeah, you can just get a tarp, go sleep under the eve of the church. You it's know, there's been people idea, wanting yeah. to do that a lot. So, well, that's cool. You guys have been getting out a little bit. That's nice. Fun. Watching TV. Yeah, fun. <laughs> cool. Hacky sack. Yeah, foot and bag. hacky sack. Foot, and and foot, foot bag. bag. We've been tossing the bag around, as they yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, just so the listeners aren't confused. Hacky sack is a brand. It's owned by Whammo. But the <laughs> general term for the sport, foot bagging? It doesn't um, matter. It's a foot bag. Oh, okay. It's Shredding. <laughs> <laughs> so many different extreme sports <laughs> include shredding. <laughs> you, you know, I feel like hacky sacking should be considered an extreme sport. Probably. It's, I, I mean, foot bagging. Sorry, foot bagging. Could you foot bag while skydiving? No. I think it'd be the opposite. <laughs> You have to kick it down and it comes back up to you. <laughs> or you can just go upside down while you're skydiving. No, that wouldn't work. <laughs> hey, don't There's knock no until you try it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad that you guys have been doing okay. <laughs> Not horrible. Things are starting to open back up. Don't lose hope. Uh, the podcast will continue after we get going. So don't worry, listeners. It might take a different shape or form, but it will continue. Let's go ahead and get into <laughs> our topics. Our first topic that I wanted to bring up, you know, hot topic going on in our world today. This is pretty crazy, honestly. I don't know if you guys have heard, but the city of Minneapolis is disbanding their police force. What does, Why would, I'm sorry, that doesn't really make any sense to me. I don't know if they're going to rely on the sheriff and the state police or what, like, how do you just get rid of your police? They're reverting yeah, back to know. like 1880 or something like that, where it was. They like, are. Oh, you've heard about it? No. I, oh, oh, I'm just, just saying. Oh, like, okay. That's how it was. You had the like, Wild West. Yeah, you had like all your cowboys, hey, and then. I'm not against that. No, that sounds fun. Yeah. I've I've heard from Meet multiple me at people. High that, noon on Main Street. <laughs> like cowboyism. We're gonna settle this. Yeah. The article that I found didn't have much information about their plan, but it was on Slate.com, and basically. They're, it's just confirming, you know, and I, I did a little bit of research, too, that they're planning to disband the <laughs> the police department. And it says the veto-proof majority, political, uh. yeah, <laughs> says that they want to replace the police department with a community-based model of public safety. Seriously, I think you're onto something, Connor. Community-based model, that is cowboyism. cowboyism. It's cowboyism. Yeah, outlaws, man. Probably, it's probably going to be really scary at first. Probably, I mean, what? yeah. It's like... I mean, I know that a lot of these cities have been calling in, like, the National Guard to help with the riots. It says that the same day that Minneapolis disbanded or made the vow to disband their police department, New York said that they're going to cut funding for the New York Police Department. I guess that the protests are getting what they want, right? Yeah. Did you find something, Kyler? No, I'm just reading that. Any <clears throat> any cool info? Any plan laid out? Um, well, I mean, pretty much they're just going to replace the police with counselors for, like, specific calls. Like, if someone's having a Counselors? Crisis. Yeah, probably more like social workers, but it said counselors in the article. But huh. people who are, like... <laughs> so if I'm getting robbed... <laughs> I I don't know about. I'm like, gonna get it. <laughs> that's the Would you like I'm to talk to one about. of our counselors? Because <laughs> it's more like a preventive yeah, I, measure. Like huh. someone's, I don't know, dealing with depression or something, or and they're like making them act out, and then like they bring someone in to help like talk through 
talk down the situation. Yeah, versus just like, I don't know, well, escalation. Are the what? counselors going to have guns and the ability to write tickets and arrest people? <laughs> Be called police. I feel like it's police with extra steps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's what they mainly want, though. Police yeah. with extra steps. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, that's true, though. Police who are trained to, like, talk down situations and stuff. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to, like, try to angle policemen towards, like, de-escalation. But, yeah. you know, it kind of has to be done in moderation, it seems like. Yeah, I don't know about disbanding a police department, but... Yeah, I'd, I just don't know what will happen, like, when the violent actions take place. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to yeah. be like, oh, now that... You have people to talk to who are trained to talk to you. Like everything's going to be perfect. There's mm-hmm. still going to be violence, and who is going to deal with that? Yeah, definitely going to be crimes happening. <laughs> We're going to get to like watch Minneapolis from an outsider's perspective, yeah. and like they're like a social experiment for yeah. the entire world. Yeah. <laughs> if it works, though, like it's going to rapidly spread to the rest of the world if yeah. the protests yeah. keep going on. Yeah. For sure. I think one of the other thinkings too is that then they can like redistribute the funds throughout like education and stuff mm-hmm. yeah. and then the quality of life will rise and ideally the crime rate will lessen but again i don't not i don't know that's going to happen but i think that that's also the thinking behind something it. we to have to give it time for yeah yeah to develop and see what happens i mean yeah because it's like a generational issue too that mm-hmm. you know kind of <clears> hard to disband just immediately yeah definitely is going to take some work to kind of fix where everything is gone and police use of force and everything like that. That's uh, I, I honestly, I think it's kind of funny that the protests against police brutality are being met with police brutality. Yeah. yeah. Getting shot in the face by rubber bullets and losing their eyes and stuff. Yeah. Um, kind of crazy. But I'm interested to see what happens in Minneapolis. A theory is that it's possible they might just be like renaming them. Yeah. Because the name yeah. police officer and cop has a huge stigma behind it. Yeah. And so, like... You know, if they're like, oh, now we're counselors and whatever, people yeah. would be like, oh, okay. You know, I like Counselor. that. Hey, isn't that like an old, like, European? Didn't they used to call them counselors? I think it was consular. Consular. Something like that. That's different. I don't know. I just know that it sounds similar. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, moving on to topic number two to talk about in our world. This meets us in New Zealand. New Zealand is officially COVID free. And they are completely opened up with no social distancing. I wow. miss that. You miss that? I miss that so much. I know. I, I miss chest bumps, you know, and <laughs> back-to-back squats, you know, mm. at the gym. I miss being able That's to stand right behind someone in line and breathe down their neck. Yeah, me too. I miss when people did that to me. Yeah. I miss licking my hands and giving strangers handshakes. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, mi- I miss doing that thing where, like, you know, the friendship bread. Or the, <laughs> the Amish bread. <laughs> Amish friendship bread. Uh, yeah. For the listener, right before the show, we were talking about uh, Amish friendship bread. For those who don't know, you get a little Ziploc baggie of bread, and you leave it on your counter. It's and then not like, bread, though. You described it as, like, wet dough. Oh, yeah. It's like dough, but it's, it's like not like dough. regular, like, bread dough. It's, like, really <laughs> soppy and wet. And oh. then once a week... It's in a Ziploc bag. Once a week, you mix it up, and then it grows and grows and grows because there's yeast in it until it's, like, a large amount. And you, before you bake it, you take a little bit out, put it in another bag, and give that to your friend. And then you bake your bread and you eat it. But then theirs grows into new Amish friendship bread. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Maybe you're supposed to add stuff to it. 
I've never personally done it, but well, my neighbor used to do it when I was growing up all the time. It sounds like <laughs> infinite bread the way you describe it. I know. <laughs> you, like, take out a piece of your bread, and it grows into another loaf. Dude. That's weird. It's like 100% yeast bread. <laughs> 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 I have a feeling now that I'm talking about it that they probably add flour to it. <laughs> because it, Plus, the consistency of it is, like, runnier than pancake batter. So, like, there's no way you could bake bread. You no, know. yeah, that's not how you make yeah. bread. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. But <laughs> how do we get onto this? Oh, yeah, New Zealand's opened up. <laughs> <laughs> and we're excited for America to open up. Do you guys think that the protests are going to slow stuff down? I think they might speed it up. The opening? Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like, well, they're not social. They're not real. Well, some of them are. Some of them are, like, actually taking into account the social distancing. But there's a lot that aren't. Yeah. They're just cramming onto a bridge and going, we want justice. And it's, But there's, like, yeah. like, people right next to them. And so. I Breathing mean, in each other's mouths. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Why do you say so, things like that? <laughs> we we're in an enclosed room. Oh no, there's AC in here. <laughs> we're good. It's sucking our breath out and replacing it with new air. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about that, and I've heard other people saying that like they're worried that because of the protests, there's going to be a spike, and then everything is just going to get shut down again. I really hope that doesn't happen because I'm like so ready for stuff to open up. Yeah. Now that we're in phase two. If Kate Brown's like, eh, we can't do phase two now because of the protests, everyone got it. Uh, Because she's also telling everyone to go protest, you know? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Great. Uh, Those are our topics for today. Minneapolis, no more police. New Zealand, no more COVID. Let's get on into some news, some uplifting news. Kyler found something pretty legit. Um, Honestly, it just shows how cool Florida is. Kyler, you want to share that with us? Yes, I do. So, in typical Florida fashion, Somerset Island Prep Charter High School in Key West handed out diplomas for their graduation commencement. They're like, you know what's super lame? Stages. Stages. (laughs) I hate stages. Yeah. So, they're like, you know what? I mean, we have to social distance. We're not going to walk across stages. And they're like, you know what's super cool? And we're a preparatory school? Jet skis. (laughs) (gasps) That's awesome. So they're like, all right, we're having this commencement on the ocean. And so they they drive by on jet skis to get their diplomas. That's so cool. Oh, man. That's awesome. Yeah. If we did that in Oregon, it would be so cold. I know. I've never even ridden a jet ski. (laughs) I've seen one. Has anyone in this room ridden a jet ski? No. I have not, no. Oh, my God. What if it's just not cool? What if we just think it's cool because we've never done it? And it's actually like, oh, we have to ride a jet ski again? Yeah, that's like in Florida, (laughs) that's just how you get to – that's common transportation. I like to imagine like a fleet of like 40 kids lined up on jet skis just looking (laughs) at Imagine all the fumes from the, the little <laughs> engines. <laughs> or like those jet skis that squirt the water straight up the fountain. <laughs> Just in, yeah, everyone's in line. And so the yeah. <laughs> Man. The front guy is the best because you don't get wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. That's where it's nice to have a fast jet ski. Yeah, I wonder, like, I just wish we had a video of that, you know? But it's an audio show, so we can't show a video. <laughs> I wonder what the Oregon version of that would be. It's like a fishing boat. A fishing yeah. boat? <laughs> they just Honestly. cast the diploma. Yeah. <laughs> like a drift boat or something? They drift by? Yeah. I don't know. What about like, like... a crabbing boat. Is there like... What's the recreational vehicle of Oregon? Like obviously a jet ski is for Florida. Like you just can't... 
deny that, you know. I want to say a four-wheeler. A yeah. four-wheeler. Or like a mountain bike or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh I can say mountain, mountain, mountain bike for sure. It's just a yeah. bunch of people on mountain bikes. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you're just like... That There's like a, a drop, hipster graduation. And then as you're dropping, they're dangling your diploma. You have to catch <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> and you get sick air while you're yeah, doing yeah. it. Yeah, dude, that would be awesome. I, I was almost thinking like almost snowboarding, but I feel like and we should leave that close. for Colorado. We'll take mountain biking. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're more mountain biking. Yeah, more. for sure. <laughs> That'd be so sick. Man, I think I'm going to add that into our senior send-off. But it's as sick <laughs> as jet skis. I'd say it's sicker than jet skis. Better sicker than, than jet skis. It's man-powered, cool. dude. A hundred percent man-powered. Yeah, well, jet skis are dinosaur-powered. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> oh, true. Dinosaurs are pretty cool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, that's enough goofing around. Now it's time to get serious. <laughs> Just give me a second. Okay, one second. Today, for the message, we are going to talk about something called the Great Commission, and we've touched this before on the podcast we've we've caressed this topic but we haven't dived dove dived in or dove in which divin. one divin divin in i haven't divin in <laughs> deeply into this beautiful wonderful topic and it's going to be in matthew 28:18 does it we'll start there matthew 28:18 and just for some context, before I read this little bit of scripture here, okay, think about this. Is that uh, Jesus has lived his life, had his ministry, you know, thousands of people have turned to him. He has been killed on the cross for us, rose again from the grave, defeated sin, defeated death, all that, and now he's back. And he was with his disciples for a little while after he uh, resurrected, you know, and was talking to them. He did some cool, like, teleportation stuff. He phased through a wall. That was cool. Yeah? Yeah. There was a – they were all in a locked room, and he was suddenly there, and then he was suddenly not there. So, you know, he's doing some cool Jesus stuff. And uh, right before he ascended, he floated away. <laughs> right before that, he um, – uh, he gave he gave a little bit of a of a speech to his bros, you know. He and by his bros I mean his followers, which by that I mean all of us. This commission is for all of us. Make no mistake. He was speaking to the twelve, but this is for all of us as Jesus followers. Okay, make no mistake there. Don't let anyone tell you it's not because they're stupid and they're wrong. Okay, anyone who says this is not for you, they are stupid and wrong. Say it after me. Stupid, Stupid and wrong. wrong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but anyway, <laughs> he gives this commission that is known as the Great Commission. Fun fact, he actually commissioned his disciples a few times throughout his life, and I'd love to look into those at some point because he commissions them to do everything he did, including uh, raise people from the dead, uh, heal people, remove demons from people, you know. Uh, but in this commission, he says this. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, 
I am with you always to the end of the age. This is huge. This is huge. That is what drives all ministry. This statement here, I mean, obviously the life of Jesus and everything is an image for us to imitate. And that, you know, Jesus throughout his life encouraged us to do these things. But this is the statement that Jesus chose to end on. This is what Jesus wanted to leave it off on and drive it home. His closing statement, you know, his final thought of his of his time on earth was all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So I added very in there just so you guys know. Uh, <laughs> it says that in this book. Oh, it does? Mm-hmm. Cool. That's probably why I, th- I heard it in my head. Is that NIV? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I like NIV. When we hear this statement, I like to kind of break it into like a couple of main sections, obviously, to try to understand and pull out of it what, you know, we need to. And so if you notice there, there's like kind of two phases that Jesus tells us there. It's make disciples of all nations, right? Baptizing them. So that's that's evangelizing. You know that word? That's basically when you spread the gospel, when you tell people about Jesus who don't know him and they accept Christ. Make disciples in all nations, everywhere in the world. Make disciples. That that even means here in the United States. Fun fact, Jesus wasn't in the United States ever. Don't let the Mormons tell you that. Jesus never came to the United States. Okay. Are you confused by that? I'm getting a lot of blank stares. No, I, I I'm follow not, completely. I'm confused by why they think he came here. Well, we can get into that later okay. off the air. I don't want to offend any. No, I don't care if I offend anybody, but I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> all nations. So we need for all people. Think about that. All nations, all people. Um, we need to be making disciples. And then the other thing is teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. Teaching them to obey, I think other versions say. Teaching them to walk as Jesus' followers, right? So that's why we see these two things happening in ministry. Ministries, healthy ministries who are doing it right, in my opinion, will always have a strong wing of outreach, wanting to reach the community, wanting to be friendly, to reach new people for Christ, and then also having a strong wing that has the conviction to teach people, that we want people to be rooted in the word. We want people to grow in their faith and begin to walk like Jesus did, imitate Jesus, right? And and so that's great, you know, for ministries. Yeah, we should pull out of this and, and apply that to why there's organizations like Young Life, organizations like our youth group, organizations like churches, you know. But then Jesus wasn't talking to corporations and businesses. Jesus was talking to individuals. He was talking to you and me. And that's what I wanted to talk about is living a life that is fueled by the Great Commission. I wrote down a few thoughts here. Um, and just based off of Matthew 28, 18 through 20, just we can even just base it off of that. We need to have an outward faith. We need to. Jesus needs us, desperately wants us to have an outward faith. 
And we can look through Jesus's life. We can read the epistles, which are the letters from the apostles, like the rest of the New Testament. Um, you know, and we can build that same conclusion. Oh, we should have an outward faith. But we're just focusing on the Great Commission today. The Great Commission tells us to have an outward faith, to always be thinking about how we can reach others with the love of Christ. The gifts that we have been given are given to us in order to reach new people, to edify the body of Christ and to reach new people. I, I heard this thought actually not that long ago. I don't remember who said it. I think it was on a podcast, but I thought it was really great. They said, at some point, we ask Jesus into our hearts, and then he spends the rest of our lives trying to get out. It's kind of interesting, right? Yeah. So he wants to get out of our hearts and get into our school, get into our work, get into our families, get into our communities. I, I think that's a pretty powerful statement. We spend, we, at one point, we ask Jesus into our hearts, and he spends the rest of our lives trying to get out. I, I just think that's amazing. And then here's the thing, by our own human nature, we're resistant to spread the gospel. You know, it's it can be really honestly like embarrassing, nerve-wracking to think about talking to even your friends about Jesus, even your own friends, especially as a high school student. Um, or I'll even go back to being like a middle school student, talk about the epitome of being insecure Right? You guys remember the horrible middle school days of your life? Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Try to block them out. Yep. That's that's insecurity 101. But even, you know, as a high schooler, it can be so hard to be bold and to talk to your friends about your faith and to talk to your friends about Jesus, you know? We're resistant to it. Um, and that goes back to a lot of heart issues and us growing and, and you know, God changing us. But a lot of times people will be apathetic in that. Do you know what that means? Just think of it as like you don't care anymore. You don't care. A lot of people will become apathetic in that. And the biggest excuse that I often hear is I need to feel led. I need to feel led to pray for that person. I need to feel led to talk to that person about Jesus. It's not something that I can just do. I need to feel led. I mean, that's stupid. No offense to anyone who has said that before. It's really stupid offense that that was offensive <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh because here's the thing is if we in ephesians and not yeah in ephesians we're told to be imitators of jesus if we want to be imitators of jesus we need to be bold and praying for people any chance we get any time we can it even crosses our minds we don't need to feel led to talk to this person about jesus or to pray for that person it should it should be a part of our dna and who we are as people we are attracted to spreading the gospel you know and even if spreading the gospel isn't our first motivation even if it's just we love people we care about people and we have something within us that we can use to love people better that's our relationship with christ you know so the biggest excuse i hear is i need to feel led to do that well um i really love this quote from todd white he's awesome you guys should look into him um but he said if you need to feel led then put some lead in your pocket so you can feel it. Like he's saying the same thing that I was just saying. You're stupid. You don't. <laughs> if you need to feel lead, put some lead in your pocket. Then you can feel it before you pray for someone. You know. <laughs> it's just uh, 
I mean, and Todd White has, I'll go ahead and just share a little bit of his ministry because it's encouraging to hear about this kind of stuff. He actually has a healing ministry. For a large part of his life, he was heavy into hardcore drugs. Um, it was it destroyed his life. He lost his family. His wife and his daughter were you know, separated from him, obviously, because he chose drugs over them. But then one day, uh, I don't know the full story of his uh, conversion, where someone talked to him about Jesus, and it something sparked. And he started wanting to go to church again. But the church that he used to go to was like really resistant to him coming back because wait you do you do meth now like are you really you know are you going to change and you know all this different stuff happened in his life and it blossomed into him just having an intense hunger for God an intense hunger for the Holy Spirit to see God moving in people's lives because God moved in his life you know it's a miracle when people are saved from sin that's the biggest miracle that God ever did but us as humans, we see the physical world. We like things that change the physical world. And he was hungry for that. So he began praying. He wanted the gift of healing really bad. He began praying for that, that he would get to see that. And then uh, if he would pray for people. He said that he would pray and pray and pray and pray for people every single chance he got and never healed a single person. He kept praying, praying, trying until one day it happened. He was praying for someone, laid hands on them, and they were healed. And then that like triggered something within him. And he actually is a full-time uh, in ministry now. Uh, he has a, a evangelism and healing ministry where he goes around and he's healed thousands, thousands, thousands. He says that an average week for him is like 180 to 100 people healed by him laying hands and praying for them. And uh, he says sometimes it doesn't happen because it's all in God's plan. Um, but, you know, like just to give an example of boldness <laughs> that we can be encouraged is he uh, was in Walmart one day and he, he fixed his family and everything through all this and he's back with his wife and his daughter. And uh, his daughter said, saw someone with no legs in a wheelchair rolling by and she said, let's pray for him and he went no 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 we can't no and she said come on let's go let's go pray for him and then he felt really convicted he's like why i've seen these miracles happen i've seen it i know that god has the power to heal why am i shying away from this and so then you know with that conviction he went and uh talked uh, him and his daughter went and talked to him and said hey can we pray for you and the guy got really mad he said no i don't want you to pray for me what are you crazy and so they didn't pray for him. But, you know, it's just the boldness that he even went over and asked to pray for a guy with no legs to see if God would heal him. And that's the thing is it comes back to being bold. And uh, if you want to feel lead, put some lead in your pocket. I love that. We're called to be the catalyst in other people's lives that brings them to faith. Do you guys know what a catalyst is? Something like something that incites it, you know, starts it. Yeah, starts some yeah. sort of a reaction. We're called to be the catalyst in others' lives to bring them to faith, you know? Mm -hmm. When God gets us fired up for him, like, it's just as much for other people as it is for us. When we experience something or we hear from God or even just we have moments where we're like, yeah, I love Jesus, you know, there's that needs to have an outward reaction, 
because our faith is supposed to be outward. It's supposed to be an outward faith. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I heard one time, it was in a different context. It was actually Stephen King, and he was talking about writing, and he was saying that like, if, you're, if you're only doing things when you feel like inspired, you're just never going to do anything. But that like, huh. if you put in the effort, or, or in, I think it works in all contexts, but with continued effort, you'll find like consistent inspiration. Wow. I always thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So then imagine if we began to pray for strangers in public. I know it's probably too extreme for most people. It's honestly, most of the time, too extreme for me, even, you know, to see someone in public and then be willing at the inkling of the Spirit speaking to me, hey, could I pray for you? Imagine, though, if we had that boldness. And so here's my encouragement from, you know, today's conversation is get out of your comfort zone. Seriously, get out of your comfort zone. That's the only way to grow because the further you get out of your comfort zone, the bigger your comfort zone gets. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You take the steps that you're not comfortable with, the things that make you nervous, the things that make you scared, you know, even maybe you have a <laughs> knot in your stomach right now just thinking about, you know, oh man, that would be cringy. <laughs> but like... Get out of your comfort zone, man and woman. <laughs> like I said a second ago, I truly believe that moves of the spirit in your personal life need to lead to evangelism or, okay, just even simply sharing your faith and praying for people. Otherwise, it's useless. That move of the spirit in your life wasn't taken advantage of. It wasn't fully used to the extent that it could have been in your life. God charges you up to fulfill the Great Commission. So be pro be bold, pray for boldness. Whenever I think about boldness, I think about John G. Lake. Have you guys ever heard of him? No. No. Old, long time ago, preacher, uh, guy from, I don't remember where he was from, but he went to Africa to do some missions. And at the time there was a plague, I believe it was black fever, or Black Plague, one of the two, so many people were dying just in the streets, dead bodies all over the place. People were dying. And the way that the disease was spreading was through the dead bodies. And when you would die of that, blood would come out of all your orifices. I like that word. But in this context, it's kind of bad. Blood coming <laughs> out of the orifices. And so it would spread by the blood getting on you. Um, and so anyone who came in contact with the bodies... Of course, the villagers and stuff couldn't afford, you know, any protective gear. So it was just spreading like crazy. And so all the doctors who were there and the scientists were all wearing like hazmat suits and stuff. But him and his crew went down to Africa to help, you know, support. And the best thing they could do, just start cleaning up bodies. They didn't have any protective gear. They didn't have anything. They started loading up bodies in trucks and hauling them away to try to clean the streets. And uh, the scientists kept telling them, you guys are all going to get infected and just be a big part of the problem. Like, stop what you're doing right now. And then he challenged them. And he and this is why it's bold. Because we are in a pandemic of sorts right now. Right? So listen to this. He told the scientists, he goes, 
put the disease on me and watch i'm filled with the spirit of god and it's coming out of my pores and the moment that that contacts me it will die so they tested it they put him under a microscope they dropped infection on him and as soon as it touched his skin the disease died and they cleaned up a bunch of bodies and they you know the scientists came to god and it, it's just a crazy awesome story things that happened in generations past that can happen in our generation now but pray for boldness is why i'm saying that you know you know how much boldness it would take for us to go against the whole world and start like praying for people with coronavirus i mean honestly i don't have that boldness you know a lot (laughs) it takes straight up boldness man to be willing to do that and that's what it takes and that's why god fills us up is for boldness because we need to have an outward faith that impacts people in real life wherever they are you know god charges you up so direct that outward the great commission make disciples of all nations be bold talk to your friends about jesus pray for people pray for strangers talk to strangers you know Do whatever it takes to bring the presence of God with you everywhere into your daily life. Jesus went into your heart when you asked him to, and now he wants out. He wants you to spread that like coronavirus. (laughs) Spread it. Spread the good news. Yeah. I also think, like along with the idea of boldness, um, it's also important in situations to be humble, like like, um, Todd White. I'm sure that in the earlier phases of him becoming a healer, it was probably a little bit embarrassing, you know, when he, yeah. he prays over someone in it and it just, nothing happens. But, you know, he's, he's not called to be like prideful or him being a great healer. Yeah. He also needs to be humble and yeah. yeah. Well, that's so true. Like I, I've prayed for so many people for healing. It's only happened three times that I've actually like seen the healing when I'm praying for someone, you know? And so something that, you know, we have to be bold. We're all led to do it in all situations. But, yeah, it's humbling for sure. Who was it that said it was Todd White who said if you need to feel led, then put some lead in your pocket? Yeah. So I just on, like, the topic of being led, it's in two places that we talked about today, but probably more, he tells us, like, God tells us to do, to, like, spread our faith and evangelize and so like if my mom tells me to do a chore I may not feel led to do it (laughs) but I was still told to do it and like regardless of how I feel about it I was told to do it yeah so it's like it's it's always applicable it's just you don't need to feel led to do it you were Mm. it's you're told to do it that's a great point I, I also I think that like if you're waiting to be like I'm sure I need to go do this thing Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what I don't necessarily think that's what God's going to do in your life very often. You know, part of it is having confidence and faith, but also in, into going something where you're not exactly sure what's going to happen. You know? Wonderful. That'll do it for today's message. Now we're going to get into some questions. Uh, you can find these questions on the Insta. That is Calvary Mac underscore upper class. And here they are. Have you ever used an excuse to stop yourself from talking about Jesus with someone? Or have you ever used an excuse to stop yourself from praying for somebody? Why is it bad to wait until you feel... Air quotes. 
led to be outward. <laughs> How does the Great Commission dictate your life? Where can you start living in outward faith? Like I said, you can find these questions on the Upper Class blog and on Instagram. Time for our final thoughts. <clears throat> and so, Connor, final thoughts? Stay in school and home is your first church. Kyler, final thoughts? All right. So I pulled up the Great Commission, and one of the lines that in it is therefore go and make disciples of all the nations and all the nations means everyone and so like during this time there's a lot of division and I think that I mean we need to make disciples of all the nations but we need to know that we're called to love everyone and bring everyone to Jesus so I mean you can use that to inspire boldness and also you're just called to love everyone and help everyone that's right that's what they say. Evan, final thoughts? I've been thinking, it's already been said, but how important it is to be bold. Yeah. Not bald. No. Bold. No. Bold. Bold. Yeah. No air quotes. No air quotes on that one. Be bold. Bold. Because we're all lead. And if you don't feel lead, put some lead in your pocket. I Todd like White it. said that. But, um, yep. <laughs> Todd White. Great. Well, um, that'll do it for episode 13. Thank you for listening. Hope that you join us next week and you can find us here. I don't know what that means. (laughs) You just stay here between the couches. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Stay here in these chairs just before the podcast. Yeah. All right. Bye. 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 Boom. Welcome to the... That was terrible. What are we saying? Welcome to the Upper Class Podcast. Okay. Okay. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ready? Three, two, one. Welcome Welcome to to the the Upper upper Class class Podcast. podcast. All right. I think that'll work. I love... I used to love dinosaurs. I don't anymore, though. (laughs) I lost lost all respect for dinosaurs. (laughs) Kind of middle of the road for dinosaurs. They do. They say weird Those weird southerners. All y'all. All you all. What's up with that? Yeah, all you all. How's it going, all you all? The Oregon way of saying all y'all. Yeah. All you all. Psychology degree at community college. I, don't want <laughs> I didn't sign idea. up for this. <laughs> Evan, how old are you? <laughs> Never mind. Don't. Okay, Scott, I'll I'll edit all that out. Okay, I'm just gonna say. <laughs> That's right. Also, though, those weird southerners.